I said last time that we'd spend two sessions on this. The first one on the, the structure, and we looked at the surface structure. And I said we'd spend a second one on the reality within, but it's going to be more than one on reality, probably two. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. When I start digging in, I see more than I thought I would. So, here we go. Let's review. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God? So that's one of the main statements. You're not your own. That's the second one. You were bought with a price. That's the third one. So glorify God in your body. And we said that the most fundamental of those four statements was you were bought with a price. That was number one. That gave rise to the fact that, number two, you are not your own. You are, in fact, God's. And that gave rise to the third one, namely, God put his Holy Spirit in you because he owns you and you're his house and he can put in it whatever he wants. And amazingly, he puts the Holy Spirit within us, calls us a temple. And the fourth one was the conclusion, therefore, glorify God in your body. And I pointed out that's a wonderful thing to see structure like that, to see how number one gives rise to number two, gives rise to number three, gives rise to number four. We must see those structures. But if you just stop there, you don't know reality because there's so many words and phrases and, and elements to this text that don't, uh, don't have any clear meaning yet. So let's just take this one. You were bought with a price. What does that mean? And I'm going to uh, show you at least four things that I think it means. And I understand that this is a metaphor, uh, purchase like in a marketplace or like purchasing a slave in those days or like ransoming somebody who's been kidnapped. It's a, it's a metaphor that can have various implications and the price who is that? What is that? So let me show you four things and see if you don't think these are intended by the New Testament to unpack the, the sense in which we are bought. And it'll become clear while I do what the price is. One, we are bought free from God's wrath. I'll give you a text for each of these Two, we are bought free from Satan. Three, we are bought free from sins. Four, we are bought free from, I'm going to say, man. And I mean ourselves and others. All right. Let's just now get a glance now to fill up the reality of this purchase and the reality of this price. First, God's wrath. Romans 3, 24 and 25. They are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption, the purchasing, the price that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood. So by Christ's blood, 
God propitiated his own wrath. Propitiation means uh, take away someone's anger. Propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. So in, in passing over sins, God looks like he's treating sin as though it doesn't need to be punished which would mean he'd be unjust. And so to show that he's not unjust, but rather righteous, he puts forward Christ as a payment for the sin and a removal of his wrath. We see over here in chapter 5 the connection between justification and wrath. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. So the first glorious payment is to pay our way out from under the condemning just wrath of God. And if you were to force me to answer the question, well, to whom was the price paid? It was paid to God. God had his glory restored or repaired from all the dishonor that we had brought upon it by our sins when Christ died to show the worth and honor and glory and righteousness of God. Second, Satan. How does this payment out from under the wrath of God and the deliverance from our sins free us from Satan? It's a glorious text here in Colossians 2. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. How? By canceling the record of debt that stood against us. That's just incredible. How did he do that? With its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. So the entire record of debt that stands against you has been nailed to the cross if you are in Christ Jesus. And here's the effect. He, and I'm going to add the word thus here just by way of interpretation. He thus disarmed Satan, rulers, authorities, and put them to an open shame by triumphing over them in him. Here's the way I think this works. The only ultimate, decisive, final, condemning power Satan has to destroy you is unforgiven sin. If he can accuse you of a sin that is not forgiven, he can send you to hell with himself. But all the record of debt that he could lay on the table in the courtroom and use it as his brief of accusation has been paid. It's been stripped out of Satan's hand. He has nothing with which to condemn us, and so he's disarmed. Third, just a reminder, first, we have been bought free from God's wrath. Second, we have been bought free from Satan and his accusation. Third, bought free from sins. You were ransomed. A ransom payment was paid from the futile ways, futile, empty, sinful patterns of life inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. So Christ, again, the price that is paid to set us free from patterns of life that 
were bred into us by our sinful parents, and now we are free and finally set free from man, especially ourselves. 2 Corinthians 5.15, he died, there's the price again, for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves. There's the freedom. No longer for myself. I am not my own. I don't live for my own glory to make much of myself, but for him who for their sakes died and was raised. And not only freed from man as myself, but other selves. 1 Corinthians 7.23 You were bought with a price. Do not become slaves of men. So implicit in this purchase of sinners for himself, God lays claim to us and thus sets us free from any ultimate claim of another man upon our life. So digging into the reality of what it means to be bought with a price, we now say the price was the blood of Christ, the price was the the life of Christ laid down in death. And the purchase was at least this much. He paid a price that vindicated God's righteousness to such degree that God will now justify us without compromising his justice and thus free us from his wrath forever. And when he does that, all our sins are forgiven and Satan no longer has any claim upon us. He cannot destroy us. And therefore we are bought free from Satan. And those sins are practical kinds of life Patterns of life that were futile, empty, dead end, and we've been set free by the purchase of the blood of Christ for us. And finally, we are set free from ourselves, which is the, the main point here in 1 Corinthians 6. You were bought with a price, and since that four works that way, therefore you are not your own which leaves us now to ask next time, and how does that relate to the Holy Spirit being given to us? And how does the Holy Spirit relate to glorifying God? And what is it that glorifies God in our lives, especially our sexual lives? Stay tuned. <laughs> 